0: From the Financial Times in Paris, I'm Harriet Agnew, and this is FT News. The French presidential campaign is reaching its climax. The country is on high alert after an apparent terrorist attack in Paris on Thursday evening, casting a shadow over a campaign dominated by issues of national security and identity. It's the most uncertain election in 50 years. The unprecedented campaign has marked the collapse of the mainstream political parties, and swung from the far left to the far right, to the neither left nor right, roiling markets along the way. It has claimed political casualties, from former Prime Minister Alain Juppé to the current President François Hollande. It's just two days until voters cast their ballots in the first round of voting, and the result will have wide ramifications for France and beyond. With me to discuss all of this on the final day of the campaign is the Paris Bureau Chief anne Sylvain and Paris Correspondent Michael Stoddart. And Sylvain, this campaign has been unpredictable right from the start. Do you think the attack yesterday will have an impact?
1: To be honest, we will only know for sure on Sunday night, as there isn't enough time to conduct proper surveys. As you know, the official campaign ends tonight and posters cannot disclose any results. That said, since last night, the subject of terror and jihadism have come back to the fore, and they have dominated the conversation today. Candidates who were taking turns last night on television to outline their programme as the attack unfolded have since crumbled to show their law and order credentials. Political analysts reckon that this may give a boost to Marine Le Pen, the far-right leader, and François Fillon, the Republican nominee, who have sought to tap into widespread anxiety over security, immigration, and identity. This could hurt Emmanuel Macron, the 39-year-old former economy minister, who has mostly campaigned on the economy, his way to boost uh, growth and social mobility through pro-business reforms. This could also hurt Jean-Luc Mélenchon, the hard-left candidate, who does not believe immigration is an issue and who wants to reform the Fifth Republic.
0: And Michael, this is the latest twist to a very volatile campaign. Can you talk us through the main highlights and last-minute surprises that we've seen?
2: Well, if we cast our minds back to what now feels like a long time ago, in December, when François Hollande became the first president in France's Fifth Republic not to pursue a second mandate. And even that... Felt shocking enough, but was nothing compared to what was about to come. We had the primaries for the main centre-right and centre-left parties afterwards, which produced shock results, a bonfire of some of the old dinosaurs of French politics. In the centre-right primary, former President Nicolas Sarkozy and the former Prime Minister Alain Juppé both lost out, surprisingly to hardliner François Fillon. On the left... Manuel Valls, the Prime Minister, lost out to the left-winger, Benoit Amon. At this point, Fillon looked like the clear favourite by absolutely miles. But then it was only a few weeks later, in January, where he was hit by a series of funding scandals. The most serious of which was an allegation that he paid more than €800,000 to family members for fake jobs. This sent him plunging in the polls. So, with the support for the mainstream centre-left and the centre-right in the doldrums, we saw soaring demand for the anti-establishment parties. Notably, we saw a big rise in the support for Emmanuel Macron, who's running as an independent and has captured the middle ground. Uh, He's set to place first on Sunday, according to the polls. But we also saw a big rise in support for the far-left and the far-right, with a shock rise for Jean-Luc Mélenchon the firebrand communist back leader very late in the game and a steady strong support for Marine Le Pen the far-right leader. So that is in a nutshell the bizarre tale of chaos and confusion uh, which has led us to this point of an incredibly tight four-way race going into Sunday's election.
0: And and Sylvain, as we reach the first round of voting, what are the polls telling us? Do we have a clear picture of who's going to make it to the second round?
1: Polls, as Michael pointed out, uh, are still very tight and the level of uncertainty is unprecedented. Nearly 30% of voters say they are not even sure of turning out to vote on Sunday. If they chose not to, it would be the highest rate of abstentions in 2002, when Jean-Marie Le Pen, Mrs. Le Pen's father and uh, Front National founder, qualified for the presidential runoff, unexpectedly. In addition, a quarter of those who say they want to vote are still unsure of their choices. That said, it is fair to say that the electorate showed signs of crystallizing before the attack uh, last night on the Champs-Élysées. Emmanuel Macron seemed to have recovered a bit from a slight decline Um, In the past two weeks, as Marine Le Pen seemed to see her support eroding. Everything is still wide open, and Fillon seemed to be posting a slight recovery too.
0: So, Michael, you've covered Marine Le Pen and uh, Mélenchon during this campaign. What do you think would be the implications of a face off between the two, and how likely is this?
2: Well, investors call this the nightmare scenario. It means France would have in the second round, a choice between two candidates who have threatened to take France out of the EU, who are hostile to free trade, who are hostile to international finance. It would possibly lead to capital flights from the bank on Monday, Monday morning. Um, Some people and companies are already preparing for this, although no one said this publicly, but we know that some people are preparing for this. One investor I talked to said the borrowing costs in France would blow out 200 basis points. It would cost another 2% for France to borrow, which is astronomically large. In short, it would be a disaster for business and the markets. But this is still a fairly unlikely scenario. The polls show Macron gaining in the last few days. He's likely to make it through to the second round. At the same time, support for Mélenchon appears to have peaked. He seems to be slipping in the last few days. So while it's far from impossible, it's not looking like the most likely scenario at this point.
0: And and Sylvain, what are the lessons that we can draw on the French electorate? And what lies ahead?
1: Um, What is clear is that the political landscape in France will emerge completely transformed after this uh, presidential election. We had three big parties, the National Front and the Centre-Right Republicans Party and the Socialist Party, structuring political life in France. Now we have four serious contenders for the Élysée Palace, two of whom are not coming from those three parties. Two-thirds of voters are willing to back a candidate that is not coming uh, from a traditional party. There is a strong possibility that the runoff will take place without the socialist or Republican nominees. And how stunning is that? Macron's rise is definitely the big sensation of this election, as well as the breakup of the Socialist Party after five years of a deeply unpopular presidency with François Hollande. If Macron or Fillon is elected president, markets and European capitals will probably breathe um, a sigh of relief because fears of a Frexit, an exit of France from the EU, would dissipate for a while. But another worrying sign is that 40% of voters um, are willing to back a candidate that is um, who is advocating some form of um, rupture with the EU or a straight exit. So we are likely to enter a long period of uncertainty.
0: Well, with two days to go, it's still too close to call. We'll be back next week to talk you through the first round. If you'd like to read more on this story, please read www.ft.com forward slash French election.